The first episode of Dark Tourist. And Hello to my. It brings back high school Spanish. And my good hombres alike. I took French in high school. I don't know what any of that means. Silencio. This podcast got to talk you. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. You okay. Know. Um, you, you know, got just, your... uh, just, just making it. Just, just surviving. Just sweating these days out. You, you got your, your big. DC in front of you? Got a, yeah, about to say, I got a 32 ounce Diet Coke. I got it from a lady at a, at a taco store. And uh, I think, um, you know, I mean, you know, these are the best of times and the uh, the worst of times, they, you they know, say. You know exactly why it's the best of times and the worst of times? Why is it the best of times and the worst of times? Because Muchata. there's aliens. There's aliens. <laughs> yes, yes. Over Lake Huron, the U.S. downs a third unidentified object in three days. So the U.S. forces shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron on Sunday, February 12th. How they how they, how they shoot it down? Missiles. Missiles? No, they didn't just send like you know like some of the the the, the local people of Michigan just you know with their Glocks just you know take it down. You know? I mean, if they told the people of Milwaukee <laughs> to start shooting over Lake Michigan, they would. Happily oblige. I was thinking the people of Hayward would, you know, I mean, Hayward's just like, not don't... on Lake Michigan. Oh, okay. All right. Door yeah. County. Okay. Washington Island. You'll have Grand to... Rapids, well, Michigan. You'll, 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 you'll have to edit that geographic mistake out, you know. I'm going to keep it in. Okay. I'm going to edit out all the, the, your attempt to refresh your high school Spanish. No, that was great. What are you talking about? But you know? I'm going to keep your geographic issues. No, I, 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 I hate where, 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 where your directorial strategies go on, but I mean, know. I edit it so I really can just, I have all the power That's over. I'll, I'll edit some profane things into okay. your segments. Well, you know, why don't we edit some, um, some information in with our voices, you know? <laughs> no? No. <laughs> no. So the Department of Defense officials state that it appeared to be the same object that was detected over Montana. So I guess last Saturday... They detected an object over Montana that like pinged their little radars, but they couldn't catch it. Too fast. It's Montana. It was, it was running too quickly. <laughs> Through Montana? Yeah. You're not. What's it gonna hide behind? Yeah, about a bush? <laughs> yeah. A tumbleweed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this object apparently appeared to not be a balloon because of that whole fiasco off <laughs> South Carolina. Because it was moving too quickly. Because to, of, yeah, apparently to track. And it was evading. <laughs> The U.S. It was a very strange balloon in the fact that it was moving at 300 miles an hour yeah. through the air. It was the fastest balloon we've ever seen. It's so fast. The it's North gonna American waves at the, at the hot air balloon festival, in New Mexico. I want to go. I want to go to a hot air balloon. Have you ever been in one? Oh, far too scary. A basket, a mere basket to cradle my soft male form at at like at like what like 500 feet in the air. You know, we put Smokey in a blanket and swim around the living room. Well, you know. Did you, did you ever see the movie? It was like around the world in like 30 in 80 days. days yes. 80 days, you know. It, it, it had that fun, it had that fun, fun British actor whom I, whom I, whom I love. What's his name? Um, hmm. British actor. Yeah, and, the, oh, and there was Jackie Chan was his ballet. That, you know? I mean, I'm a big fan of any Jackie Chan movie. But anyway, like when, you, when you think about that, and, and, and weren't they going around in like, in like a hot air balloon for half of it, you know? Yeah, I believe that was um, on the cover yeah. of the, who, why, when I look up Around the World in 80 Days, it come, the last thing that pops up is cast. David Tennant. 
Oh, yes. Lenny Benarsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah, David Tennant. Yeah, Ibrahim yeah. Koma. Yeah. John Light. Uh, you, you can stop at David Tennant, you know. David Where Tennant. is Jackie Chan? Why is he not listed on here? Was he not in this movie? Oh, uh, they're just hating on him, you know. Oh, wait, this was in 2021. This oh. is not the same movie. Yeah, because also, I didn't actually... When he said David Tennant, I did not actually... 1956? Is that the one we're no, thinking No, there was one. I remember one in, like, the 90s or 2000s. Where the heck is this movie? Because I thought the guy who was in it was, like, um... There we go. There was one with Jackie Chan. Well, who, okay. 2004. Who, who, and was it Alan Partridge? Was that the actor? Jackie Chan directed it? Are you kidding me? Oh, that's why it's so good. Well, who, who was the, the British actor? Look, un momento. I can only Google so fast. Jackie Chan, first actor that pops up for 2004. Okay. Steve Coogan ah, as Steve. Phineas Fogg. Yeah, Steve Coogan. Yeah. Mm. Frank Carosoy, Celine de France. Owen Wilson was in it. I believe that, yeah. And yeah. Luke Wilson. Are they brothers? Uh, actually, I think they might be related. Um, they have similar noses. Yep. Yeah. And similar to <gasps> Kathy Bates is in it too. Hmm. This is a great movie. We should watch this. Hmm. I also was like fantasizing today while I was at work longingly staring out the window how I want to not be working right now. And I was like, we should watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a great movie. I know. It's a great movie. So, but anyway, taking this back to, to hot air balloons, you know. Um, I just don't see it. You know, they're, they're dangerous. They're unpredictable. They are really using dark science to propel themselves in this whole like hot air fills balloon makes it travel through air very simple science hot air goes up cold air goes down i find it dark and i think you know the the church has banned a lot of science and they really could have done some good by getting yeah just really kind of uh, suppressing hot air balloons you know of, you know. I mean, maybe somebody would finally then like step up and say, this is enough. Yeah. So you know. what's the hot air balloons? They're taking out of the picture. Anyway, the object that was not a hot air balloon was <laughs> flying about two twenty thousand 20,000 feet above the water of Lake Michigan. And it was flying close to the Department of Defense's sites and posed a risk to commercial aircraft, says Pentagon Press Secretary General Pat Ryder. I also put the abbreviation, so when I do this, I'll put like abbreviations in, and it's B-R-I-G dot G-E-N dot, I don't know what brig. Brigadier, general, it's just, I, mean, I don't really know, but it's just like, it's just word. Military, like, standings confuse me. I know. I don't understand. Um, are you on a horse or are you not on a horse? I prefer to be, I, I, I've always figured I'd be a good private. Private? <laughs> private tendon. You know, what are you doing? Taking a nap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, corporal? Is that like the low, the entry level? Actually, like it, it sounds so official, but I imagine it is pretty low. Because I remember, I like, think there's a lot of corporals out there. I th- yeah, I, I think corporals want to be privates, and privates want to be lieutenants, and lieutenants want to be captains, and captains want to be generals. Commander. And generals oh. want to be, you know, the poobahs, you know, and then the poobahs want to be jefes, and the jefes and the jefes want to be Jeff Foxworthy. All right. There's your sign. (laughs) Either way, uh, this followed the downing of another object off the northern coast of Alaska on Friday, February 9th, and the downing of a Chinese spy balloon off the South Carolina coast on February 4th. So we've had, this is the third, if you are counting, Uh object downed Hmm. over North America in the past, like, week or whatever. This object was said to not be a balloon, the one off the coast of Alaska, as it broke into pieces after being shot down on Friday. And these two objects, the one over 
Montana slash then seen over Lake Huron and the one in Alaska, um, were tracked for over 12 hours before they were shot down. The balloon botted off the East Coast by civilians, the one in South Carolina. Not a balloon. The one off South Carolina was a balloon. Wait, it was a balloon? The one off South Carolina. Wait, so, 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 This so, was on February 4th. So, so, in the midst of this random hot, random couples on, like, a Valentine's Dines Day hot air balloon trip are just getting shot out of the sky. Yeah, a bad day to be in a hot air balloon. Oh. How, the balloon tension right now in America is Very high. anti-balloon. Very high. Hashtag balloon hate. Hashtag fake hashtag. balloon. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, apparently... There's a little, there's a lot of conspiracies going on. There's a lot of he shed, she shed. Yes. He said, she shed. Yes. Anyway, going on. And they said that the the balloon that was confirmed to be a balloon off the South Carolina coast, like on February 4th, was seen originally by people on the beach, you know, sunning themselves in South Carolina. Outer banks. Mm-hmm. And the government was responding until people were like, what is that? Then they think that they were the government was ignoring them or did not have technology like tuned to search for these things. Louis Elizondo, who ran the Pentagon's UFO program until 2017, said China was using low-end technology to harass America. And the more you look up in the sky, the more you will see. So just saying that now they're kind of like looking for these things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which seems a little hokey. Yeah, so yeah, Luis Elizondo has been a pretty interesting character for a few years now because ever since he left that position... He's been kind of like doing little sort of UFO whistleblower spots here and there. I mean, you'll see him on various documentaries just kind of, you know, saying this or that, you know, just saying, you know, I don't know, they're out there. Yeah. You know, and we the, gotta be prepared, you know. I'm just, not saying it's just, not aliens. <laughs> and just stuff that, you know, while it sounds pretty great, also just sounds like a man who has traded a high-stress job for a high-stress bottle of whiskey. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, just burning through his pension every yeah. month on that bottle Burn of whiskey. Burning through his pension. Nobody's making needs... bank on these Netflix documentaries. Oh, yeah. He needs the History Channel money to, like, oh, fund yeah, his gambling yeah. addiction he's planning to get into. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. So, government officials, including John Curry, who was a spokesperson for the National Security Council, said that the three of these objects shot down over North America did not pose a direct threat to the people on the ground. And from a report released in January, the intelligence community has found 366 unexplained incidents since last summer of 2022s, which they call UAPs, mm-hmm. Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Mm, interesting. This is where we're going to talk about aliens. Of which, 163 were identified as balloons or balloon-like entities. So they have been searching for these balloons. Yeah. Balloons. And 26 were reported to be drones or unmanned vehicles. I mean... Potentially correct. Unmanned, you know, because aliens, aliens are not men. They will. How are we going to say that? They will we not have yet. rights in this society, you know. Well, women don't either, so it's that we're going to get political. <laughs> someone say. You know, someone say. Someone say, you know. And six were attributed to quote unquote clutter, plastic bags, letter phenomena, and birds. Huh. Anyway. Know. Just, 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 just a big old albatross, you know. Just... So I don't know if you were checking your math, but that leaves 171 as. Uncharacterized and unattributed UAP reports. Hmm. In a preliminary report from June of 2021, listed 144 reports as UAPs over 17 years. So if you've been also counting, that has spiked. By the end of August 2022, All Domain Air Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO, 
added their reports, which totaled 510 unidentified aerial phenomena reports. The government says that these four recent objects are not aliens, but do we believe them? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of like the boring sort of non-alien theories that has been kind of going around is that, you know, I mean, remember when they developed stealth technology? So it was kind of like you know just. I mean, I don't even know how stealth technology worked back in the day with those jets, but it was it was something to where, where you know, at the current state of you know tracking technology, they couldn't be tracked. You know, you couldn't pick them up like radio signals or whatever. So one of the one of like the you know kind of more boring theories I'd heard recently was that you know there was a kind of another advancement you know at some time ago in terms of you know sort of like aircraft or those drones or you know whatever going to the sky to like not be able to be tracked again. And there was just and there was recently another breakthrough, so where you know that where everyone can kind of like see these things. So, so suddenly they're all just pow 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 shooting them out of the sky, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that we're here in the U.S. and obviously we don't know everything that the uh, government's doing, but uh, like, there's nothing. They're not holding like the key to the universe out there. Like, there's still people and like. If they were close to discovering some the way to get the invisibility cloak, somebody over in like the Netherlands would also be working on it at the same time mm-hmm. and talking about it. Like I just don't think that there's anything that our government has that other governments don't have that's like absolutely earth shattering. Oh, I like, mean, like I think everyone is kind of working at the same pace, and even though they're not communicating, nobody is like leaps and bounds and years above anyone else. Oh, I mean, I think like, I mean, I think there's definitely some epicenters. Like, I think there's the U.S. And well, the, yeah. And there's probably China. And, I mean, we're ahead of like, yeah, like the Congo. Like, 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 but, like, like do, you, do, you think, do you think the Austrians are working on time travel right now? Like, I don't think so. I think they're just like hanging no. out skiing. You know, they're focusing like, on giving people healthcare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. I don't um, know. But like, in the course of just like human ability. Yeah, I mean, I do think like I do think like so like one of the concepts is that like definitely. The government basically, like, generally speaking, like, in the in the sort of, like, the military-industrial compl- complex, like, the sort of the Northrop Gr- Grummans and Lockheed Martins, you know, and, and sort of, like, the the their work the in that's kind of in conjunction with the United States government, um, that thing I'd heard, like, at any given time, they're, like, about 25 to 50 years ahead of public technology. Like, the stuff that, that they have access to, that they're working on and, like, and experimenting with will not come out like for like you know 20 to 50 you know 30 40 50 years and like and like there's been some sort of you know random piece of evidence like they had like wi-fi working in like the 60s yeah crazy stuff you know but anyway i mean anyway none of that can really be like really proven or whatever but it's just just kind of like a concept that kind of gets thrown around so like yeah they're usually pretty far ahead you know yeah that's fair but like do they have contracts with like other governments probably you know, yeah, but like, so sense, then, yeah. like, we're not. Well, now we're just getting into whole really new world order stuff, and we might just have to do that. That might that might be for a different episode, you know? Is, is that or the next it's episode? for right now. It's, it's, <laughs> and the good thing it's this episode. Good so, deal. So we're gonna talk a little bit because this is kind of resurfaced mostly on Reddit forums Perfect. about Project Bluebeam. Okay. So this was first brought up by Sergey Monast, a Canadian investigative journalist in the 1990s, who was also a poet and essayist. Sergey. Most m- most UFO uh, researchers did take take stabs at other forms of literary careers before they settled on UFOs. I mean, something's got to pay the bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was interested in the increase of zoo- 
and UFO sightings after World War II, and this conspiracy centers around um, the Pentagon and NASA mostly, and he claimed that NASA was trying to create a new age religion, control um, people's minds, and bring in a one world authoritarian government in about 1994. I would like to also note that he was then arrested twice in 1995 and 1996 and then died of a heart attack. Huh. Do with that information as you must. Someone anyway. say he was silenced. Yes. Hmm. So NASA was working with the United Nations, was trying to introduce a new religion, which was led by the Antichrist. And this is what this conspiracy goes into. And this new world religion ushered in by the Antichrist would be, you like, kind of triggered with technology faked in the second coming of Christ. So okay. they would, this would be fake. And the technology I don't know. used it's, by the government it's, it's, it's would... Sounds, sounds pretty straightforward to me, you know, now I just... Need to hear Bilderberg Group, Beyonce, um, Bohemian Grove. You know, it's a lot of bees. And then I think we got a pretty good uh, vision for the future. Exactly. So this involved four main pillars or like stages that would make people question their lives and pretty much overthrow civilization as we know it. So the first step would be to delegitimize current religions and pretty much debunk these documents and relics and doctrines. So every quote-unquote proof of every religion worldwide would be delegitimized, like the Bible, the Quran, any religious texts, artifacts that have been found would be proven wrong. So that would pretty much tell people that everything you believe in is not correct. Well, you know, back when I was a young chap, like about 8, 9, 10, you go on History Channel, and you know what you'd learn about? You'd learn about the Bible. You'd learn about, you know, the War of 1812. You know, you learn about, <laughs> you know, you learn about, you know, religion and history. And you know what's on History Channel now? Ancient aliens, aliens for 12 hours a day. Which is fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> but you can, but, I, but personally, in my waking life, because I watch a lot of History Channel, you know, I have seen the shift from like, you know, from, from like, you know, the religion and biblical talk to... You know, um, a more UFO, potentially more real, who mm. knows, uh, religious, um, you know, perspective. So who knows? Maybe NASA is in cahoots with History Channel to replace Jesus with uh, the reptilians, the, and the Pleiadians, and the and the, and the, and the Greys. You know, who knows? Who knows? So who the government say? efforts to control the weather <clears throat> would produce major targeted earthquakes that would unearth previously plant, obviously planted religious artifacts. So like So they're gonna attack the Shroud of Turin with an earthquake when yes. they could just send Tom Cruise to do you know, to take it with his hands. So this already <laughs> has started to occur in twenty twelve. There was earthquakes that were unexplainable by science. They unearthed Jesus's supposed skeleton. That's just rude. So it pretty much just they would use earthquakes <laughs> to unearth all wait, these wait. obviously hokey religious artifacts which would somehow make people who have centered their whole lives around religion believe that this is untrue wait 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 <laughs> wait a second so <laughs> back up <laughs> i think we're, wait 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 i would like an entire episode they found jesus's skeleton <laughs> allegedly or conspiratorially Yes. They so they invented an earthquake. They thought they found Jesus's face in a potato chip at one point. They have this has happened a million times. As someone who's watched a four-hour documentary on the Shroud of Turin, 
I'm leaning towards the authenticity of it, you know? I'm leaning towards the authenticity of the Shroud of Turret. This whole thing. <laughs> I'm just saying they found his skeleton. I want to see the skeleton. That's amazing. It's probably some old get guy that fell in a bog after he drank too much at a pub. Now they found him. Well, to some people, maybe, maybe that guy was Jesus. You're right. <laughs> My Jesus might be Mark Ruffalo. Very horrible reference. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so the next step would be to transmit 3D holograms of the gods and deities around the world, and satellites would project images of religious figures onto the sodium layer, which is about 40 miles above the Earth's surface. And this is already happening with Elon Musk's Starlink, which is was seen over Wisconsin the other day. It just goes bloop, 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 bloop across the sky. And what, we're supposed to like view that in like a religious context? Well, no, they will use this like hologram technology, which they're already kind of doing to make like fake like shows and stuff. Yeah. But they're going to project the images of deities onto the like this layer so you can see them. Right. And so people's deities are going to speak to them and i think they're going to do it geographically like jesus or whatever god would be here or they would use yeah like hindu religions in india just kind of blanketed religions i think the massive majority of christians if they saw a big led jesus face talking to them you know above the sky they'd be like hollywood's gone too far this time i'm going back inside <laughs> you know like that's insane <laughs> they might <laughs> some might some might take bring their guns out and start just like I'm shooting and I'm seeing some man in Kentucky seeing <laughs> seeing this thing some big bible thumping dude in Kentucky sees this big LED Jesus being like man you know Christmas, you know, Christmas time has finally got a little too commercial even for me you know it just goes inside you know like who is that gonna fool I, but continue this is these are not my words these are these Canadians words uh, yeah. And eventually, these other deities would pretty much debunk themselves and be like, this was all a ruse. And they would morph into the one true god, these new one true deity. Beyonce. Sure. Okay. Would then slip into the third step. And the government would implants, implant thoughts from this new one singular god into the minds of the public and these would usher people from their old religion and deities into the new one true God or the Antichrist. And these would use frequencies that could take over individuals' minds, making people believe that they are hearing directly from the sky. Okay, so honestly, that at the very end, that almost sounds legitimate. Like using some sort of a radio frequency or whatever to like do subtle, you know, controls of people's mind. You know, like 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 this whole five G thing that I think is still up in the air. You know, and it seems you're getting there. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm wondering why this man had to go from like whatever he was talking about at the beginning seemed kind of legitimate, then go to once again. LED Jesus in the sky oh, telling there's... me that I was dumb to go to church when I was eight, and then but then and then go back to being realistic. Like you could have just like just cut out. No, the this really like oscillates. Like it doesn't just like start crazy and get reasonable, or like start reasonable and then just like take off. It just is like this is gonna happen, and then something reasonable is gonna happen, and then. LED Jesus is going to come, and then their government is going to try to screw the people over. This, like guy, it, this guy sounds like he was like... It ebbs and flows. This, yeah, this guy sounds like he was like getting on coke and then like quitting coke and getting back on coke as he's writing out this like very long, you know, like uh, Angel Fire website that I'm sure this crap got posted to. You know? Oh, when I first listened to this, it just like lit 
my heart on fire. Pretty good. So I was like, this is yeah. fantastic yeah. content. So five, 5G technology and the fact that Trump was right. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just, you know, threw me off. I had a flashback to 2017 and I wanted to die. <laughs> so the... These words that yeah. were implanted in people's brains would usher people from their old religion and deities into the new one true God or Antichrist, as I said before. These would use frequencies that could take over individuals' minds, such as 5G and nanoparticles that are found in our air, food, chemtrails, exhaust, vaccines, etc. Also, Elon Musk's Neuralink companies such as BrainNet and the U2 album being forced into our ears are all examples of things that could be implanting these voices in our heads. I mean, honestly, like, the fact, like, I, like, four out of five times, uh, four out of every five times I start my car, you know, I've I got my iPod plugged in, I do have to listen to the first 15 seconds of the first song that U2 album. And eventually that is going to be LED Jesus I, from the sky I know exactly what, what it sounds overthrow like. The it's like, it goes like, hey ma, ha ma, ma, hey ma, ha ma, ma. And I, I mean, I, mean I, I, I know it in my heart, you know? Like, like if, if I started hearing just people rhythmically chanting like, hey ma, ha ma, ma, you know, You'd outside. Like, hey, I about to say like, I like animalistically, I would respond in some hmm. way, hmm. you know? I would go, yeah, like you said, I would go, hey, yeah, you know. Interesting. So, so that is obviously the whole thing's a little far fetched, but it also kind of is interesting. So I looked on the Neuralink website, which I didn't really look into as much of one of these Elon Musk conquests. But Neuralink is described as an ultra high bandwidth brain machine that interfaces to connect humans and computers. So 5G technology. So you can just watch porn on the back of your eyelids, pretty much, is what I'm seeing. Sounds like I was right to keep a phone that only uses 3G. And BrainNet is a company that is an interface using electroencephalography, or EEG, to record signals and transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, to deliver information to create brain-to-brain -brain communication. So that's people-to-people, -people, whereas Neuralink is people-to-computer. Huh. Okay. Cool. But so these technologies cool. are kind of being dabbled with yeah, in the okay. mainstream already, which means apparently mm -hmm. that the weapons companies already have them. There's a, there's a, there's a good podcast, there's really, really more of an audio drama, um, called uh, Limetown, that actually one of the central plot points of it is the, is the development of and disastrous failure of, of Neuralink technology. Um, I think they had like a Black Mirror episode. Oh, it was the one where the guy puts the helmet on and he can feel... Like what the other person is like feeling, like no, physically. No, this was like and people just being able to like creaming his jeans off of people dying. Yeah, it was kind of like that, but it but it, it made it a little more like it, it, it tried to or maybe not more realistic, but it, it was more like not like disastrous not like that. It was just the fact that like if if like if like everyone can hear your thoughts and like you can't really keep things from people and. You know, like, it just kind of, like, ruined, like, society. Yeah. Ruined that society very quickly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like as much as people like to, like, advertise and be like, I use VPN to, like, protect my software. Like, yeah. if somebody really wanted to get into your computer, they probably would be able to do it. I mean, they've probably already done it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your brain at this point is really the only safe place you have. Yep. yep. I feel like we, you know, shouldn't advertise that to people. Uh, because you know. sometimes somebody falls on the street and I laugh in my head. Yeah. And I don't want people to know that. But you'll tweet about it. Oh, I'll 
fire up you on Twitter and all about you it. Twitter users, you know. My Twitter circle is quite exclusive. Oh. Okay. And exciting. And Maybe exciting. to myself. And exciting. Okay. But either way. So this would pretty much just Mark instill Ruffalo stuff. Continue. We haven't got to the aliens yet. Okay. So this would instill fear of an alien invasion slash religious rapture to usher into the Antichrist and install a new world order. This is where the government comes I in. I see. The Antichrist is not necessarily evil. It's just to make peace with the world so people can jump into this new singular religion and accept this new government. I see. Yes. So people would pretty much start believing in aliens. So, so this entire thing was so people would start believing in aliens despite the fact that like whenever someone does have proof of aliens they are either like kind of like disenfranchised or murdered but but in fact they they want us to believe in aliens yeah see this is where i kind of got confused when i was reading this and his like it's making my head hurt it no it literally makes my head hurt because i'm it i'm like okay i see like LED Jesus, I see mind voices, and then it all of a sudden is like, well, we want the aliens to come down, and people think it's an alien. And I think part of this is the people that don't have, like, a religion that they follow, they would see, like, the aliens would come and invade all the major cities on Earth, and then that would push people to use, like, their nuclear weapons, and then, like, people could come in and be like, hey... We almost went into a nuclear war. Let's make like a singular. But then, but then, but then, okay. If that, if they wanted to like cataclysmically just like, yeah, cause people to like have to like band together and form a new government, they could skip all that and, and, and just, just drop a nuke someplace. Yeah. Couple places, you know? Well, I think that's what they're trying to like avoid. Honestly, this entire plan honestly sounds worse than than multiple nuclear bombings frankly i would say like in the in the the general scheme of things what you're describing sounds more expensive and more harmful to people than a couple of well i think the whole plan is for it to be psychologically harmful so people pretty much get into such big chaos that then they're like well my whole now, belief system is not real. I'm ready to accept Mark Pangea Ruffalo. is back. And Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, I see, I see. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, they, you know, this is, who knows what the world is heading, but uh, that one doesn't seem particularly likely, but it's possible, you know. Yeah, it was a little bit of a stretch, but I really just, like, listened to, like, two hours worth of podcasts and read a bunch of articles on it, and I was like, I've done enough, I have to talk about it now. I mean, you know, various fashions of, of like, of, like the, the, the world government are, like, definitely true, like the whole, like, Bilderberg group, like the whole, like, military-industrial complex, like, is it really that far-fetched that I'm supposed to, like, put on a top hat, go outside, listen to, hey, am I? on my mind and to start worshiping mark ruffalo like that's not the craziest thing i've heard today and frankly i've been inside all day today so <laughs> and i've, I've heard been, nothing and i really haven't heard a lot i've listened to you know i've listened to smoky snore and i've had the history channel on for a little bit and you know that's not the craziest thing i've heard today so <laughs> well i think i also then just kind of wrote down things i some other news that i wanted to touch on that's less fallouty but just other weird stuff that's going on in the world wait wait, wait okay Hang on a second. You're still on the hook. What's going on with like the actual shooting downs of balloons? Because a few balloons got, get shot down and suddenly Mark Ruffalo's Jesus. 
So wait a wait a whole hold on a sec. Go back in your outline and figure out what did you skip? <laughs> okay. What sounded boring but maybe true in there? No? Nothing? Okay, so, so Okay, so, well, so when this all happened, because I told you, so we went to Gatlinburg this weekend. We come back from our beautiful little outing. I get a text from my friend that lives in Milwaukee, and he's like, look at what's going on in Lake Michigan right now. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh, there's like a fish spawning or what's going on? And I see that they're tracking a UFO or a UAP across Lake Michigan. And then later I check back and they're like, oh, they've shot it down. And then I look back and I see that there was this happening over Alaska and Canada and they saw it earlier over Montana. And then they're linking it to the balloon. But people are like, is it a balloon or is it an alien? Because the one over like Canada didn't look... Like a balloon. It was cylindrical. Well, all these things are getting shot down. So yeah. where are they? They're rounding them up. No, okay. No one has just been on like a little shrimp boat and just got like a, like any like any sort of picture of the well, six water. They diverted when this was happening. They diverted all air traffic around Lake Michigan. Boats too? They 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 they, they, they called in all the people trying to grab some. I don't know what they fish for Lake Michigan halibut. You know, or they're, they're, is there halibut? Trout. Trout, you know? Well, I think, I don't know. I mean, the government's probably, they're tracking it. They're, the Coast Guard's probably on it. Like fishermen, fishermen are so unreliable nowadays. We should cook know. some rice up. I'm hungry. Anyway. All right. Very well. UK police identify a man with no memory of who he is, but more questions remain. Okay. Okay. So, wait, wait, a wait, man wait, wait, was... Wait, wait, is, is, is this more alien stuff or is nope, this more amnesia we're moving talk? on to news. All right. Am I off the hook? You're off, you're, you're off the hook. I'm going to need some more information next week because, frankly, I think I just got beat over the head with a billy club with, with this with this with all this talk of LED Jesus and Mark Ruffalo. And, frankly, I feel like there was real news today and I didn't hear a lick of it, you know. So we're going to circle back next week, folks. All right, move on. Well, the real news is that the government said it was balloons. But I'm not convinced they're balloons. Well, I know. And we the, might, if you, I'm just saying, if we start seeing projections in the sky and you hear voices in your head question them. Well, I know the articles you read were longer than that and probably made a little more sense, but that's okay. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) I've I've done the best I can. No, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like we're making sense of it, you know. So the UK police identify a man found with no memory of who he is, but more questions remain. A man was discovered on September 28th wearing two pairs of black pants and a motorcycle helmet without a visor, and he was wandering around the town of Wemeth. And the man had matted, long, curly brown hair and a long beard. He was 5'9 with a slim build. And the only clue to who this man was is he had a Latvian accent. The police searched for several months, asking the public to help ID the man. And they even contacted Interpol and other partner agencies. But they were really having no luck finding who this guy was. And he apparently had amnesia like that one episode of Castle. Right. And had no clue who he was. He didn't kill anybody, though. Okay. He was just wandering. And the UPK police said they have finally ID'd the man due to a tip from a member of the public, but they still do not know how this situation unfolded. And they really haven't released any information about it, but... Did, they have, did, he, did the man have a shirt on? You said he had two pairs That's of pants what I on. That's I was trying to find... Was he shirtless and two pairs of pants? What his whole ensemble was? That just did he have shirt? Like a... Did he have shoes? Did he have two belts or no belts yeah. or one belt? Because that just sounds because that just sounds like a silly morning mistake to me. Sounds like a sexy game. Like, ooh, I'm, you can see my boobies and my eyes, but I have two pairs of pants. <laughs> I have two to get pairs there. of pants on. Have you have you seen quick pause? Have you seen the people who 
like have like pants or sh- shorts fetishes where they'll put on like 70 pairs of shorts in a row. Is but, it like, like an undressing like thing? Like, no, no, like- no, no, no. It's like, um, you know, I mean, and frankly, I've I've viewed more of this content than I, I really, really yeah, should what have. Are, what are you telling me right now? Oh, you know, it's... Am I going to have to put on all my pants? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I've 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 I've, I've inquired and I've, I've you know it's 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 a very interesting part of humanity you know like Mark Ruffalo. Um, you know the other day when we were talking about how it would be terrible if you died and people had to go through your computer history and see all the porn you watch. Yeah. Per- is this shorts. what you were embarrassed about? Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so there there there's these corners of the internet that I won't name where you can go online and there's pictures of people wearing like sixty pairs of shorts yeah, like at once records. it's amazing these people ain't trying to sell records they're trying to sell photos uh, <laughs> are you telling me that i have been selling pictures of my feet covered in peanut butter but i could just sell pictures of myself wearing all my shorts oh yeah and it's and it's just these people just kind of sitting there and they're like i got on 55 pairs right now and it's just like and i imagine they have to start out small in the beginning like oh, like yeah. like wearing like we're like medium-sized <laughs> basketball shorts and as they put on more and more keep in mind they have to like by the end they're You're putting on like, like clown pairs oh, of shorts. yeah they're buying like moo's to like pull up on themselves and it's just it's um, just a tarp the last layer is a tarp just delightful so anyway maybe that guy just acted maybe that guy was just about to start you know uh, start getting one of those sessions oh. going and then just got a little you know i just like the smoky and he's so cute smoky is cute needs more shorts Honestly, he's got these cute little chicken legs. Could just put on a pair of little hot pink shorts on him, you know, and just and just call him, uh, you know, just call him Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> a train derailed near East Palestine, Ohio, causing 38 rail cars, 11 of which were holding hazardous materials, to derail on February 3rd. This is more conspiracy, so... I'm, Strap I'm ready. In. I'm ready. Hundreds of nearby homes had to evacuate for several days, and the cars were released... Vinyl chloride, which is used to make polyvinyl chloride, hard plastic resin, which is used to make pipes, wires, and packaging materials. There were cars at risk of exploding, um, which then they had to tell residents that would send shrapnel for a mile, and an evacuation order was put down after the train derailed. Well, so how did all these derailings happen? Is it kind of like Old West style, where it's like kind of like a gang, a ragtag gang of people on horseback kind of shooting their guns, like, hey, hey, and then just like... Some kinda, like middle school kid like put a penny and it like derailed the whole train. Does that actually happen? No, I've heard okay. that's a wives' tale, you know? That's what my parents told me too when I was always doing it. I think it was just to keep us away from train tracks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, train tracks are incredibly dangerous, you know? They are. Yeah. They're incredibly dangerous. The evacuation order was eventually lifted and residents were told they were, could return home five days after the derailment on February 8th. And Ohio Governor Mike DeWine called for Congress to investigate the derailment and policies involving transporting hazardous materials as he said they did not know these materials would be transported through his state. Hmm. Which I was like, do you really know every single content of every railway car going through your states? He'd like to think so. He seems fussy. I imagine him having quite a large belly. (laughs) Did you say he's fussy and has a large stomach? Yeah. Because he claimed to know the whereabouts of trains? That's how I think every politician looks. I mean, have you seen, uh... Oh, there's Ted Cruz, you know, but, uh... Big belly. I've only seen Paul Ryan shirtless. Paul, you know, man, what a dashing man. Regardless of your political opinions, what a dashing man, you know? He went to... 
the same high school my mom went to. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. I think we like drove by their by their old house. You know, shout out to the Ryan family. You know, <laughs> go Ryan. You know, um, keeping Janesville proud. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, that was all I had for the news. Well, I, mean, I really just spent a lot of time looking into Project Bluebeam and no time looking at the news. Well, you know, there's a lot going on in society right now. Um, most of it being untrue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm interested, I'm interested I get excited see. when I look at the news and I see the prospect of like a rapture uh. or like some aliens and I'm like thank god maybe I don't have to do the laundry tonight you know you know what's interesting I, I, I've kind of realized this I have not like aside from like apple alerts which are intrusive and I don't know how to turn them off I haven't voluntarily watched or looked at the news in about a year and a half now. <laughs> See, and I, I get everything from word of mouth, just like the good old days. It's from me coming home and being like, did you hear about this? Exactly. Because I feel like I live on a country farm and I like, and like my buddy, the mailman comes by and be like, did you hear what happened? You know, in and I'm reality, like, what we happened? live like in a, an extremely high populated area. And I've just found a way to live under a rock and it's been, and it's honestly like, it has really, it's really fun letting someone else just shape your reality because I don't know what's going on in the world outside of what you tell me. And it's very narrow, violent, or scientific news. And I just think the world outside is such a scary place right now. <laughs> well, because all the news coming to you, this we could be an experiment as to why you should get your news from multiple sources. Because all your news comes from a 23-year-old, extremely paranoid, quite liberal girl who is telling you about aliens violence, stripping of rights, and just weird stuff that I hear about happening. And then I just got that, and I got my DVDs, and, that, and that's really how I kind of keep up with the world. And those DVDs are, you know, I mean, they're 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 they're, they're 20 years behind at, mo- at, at least. So, you know, I mean, they don't really help out a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're rewatching some pretty old stuff. Yeah, so, eh, well. But, either know, way. Well, I appreciate you keeping me informed, as always. You're welcome. Yep. I'll, tr- I'll try to be back on the news next week. I just, you know... I got into a deep hole this week. Well, between a bad muchacho and a, uh, and a, and a buena muchacho, I think you've been a buena muchacho. Oh, thank you. Yep, yep. I've been a good boy? Well, technically I messed that up. I think I was supposed to say muchacho bueno, so I think I, I, think I called you a boy good. And... I'll go with it. Yep. So, we took a delightful trip to Gatlinburg this past weekend. And that is, you know, said to be the entrance to the, the Great Smoky Mountains. Someone say some would say. Did you know that there's dark and scary things in those smoky woods? Really? Like bears? There are bears. Okay. But there trout? are also... There's a lot of trout. There's a lot of there's trout. There's a ton of trout, there's apparently. There's trout, you know? What, like, uh, like, like, uh... Oh, I, you're gonna tell me, aren't you? You're gonna tell me. I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna tell me. Hit me with it. In June of 1969, William Martin, along with his two sons, Douglas and Dennis, and along with his Father, Clyde, took a Father's Day weekend trip to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Can I interrupt for a second? This is so crazy. Literally, I like, listened to the first five minutes of a pod- random podcast that was going to be talking about this. About this? About this, yeah. When? Recently? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know when the episode came out. It's like this one random podcast I barely follow. It's called like Lost and Unexplored or something like that. But literally, that was the episode that I was like, oh, you know, click, click, click on that. I, I really haven't even listened to anything they had to say. 
That's so interesting. Well, no need to go back and listen because no, but well, yeah, but I say now I get to hear from you. That's fantastic. (laughs) They had planned their usual family tradition of a camping trip with a couple full days of hiking. During their first day, they were impressed because little Dennis kept up with the older, more experienced family members because he was about like six. He was a young guy, and on the second day, the family had met up with friends and hiked to an area called Spence Field. Spence Field is a highland meadow in the Western Smokies, and it is known for having a great view, and it is about 25, 27 miles southwest of Gatlinburg. The children in the group planned to sneak up and scare the adults while they were at this like Spence Field area, taking in the mountain views. The two Martin brothers and two other boys kind of crept off into the woods, where the boys decided that Dennis would go off alone because he was wearing a bright red shirt, and they did not want them to like give away their position. Yep. The three boys jumped out of the woods, sans Dennis. And William, Dennis's father, waited for his youngest son in a cup for a couple minutes before he began calling out to him, confident he would immediately come out of the woods. The, fa- the family then began to search, hiking several miles, looking up and down trails for the boy, and they began covering miles and miles of trails, calling his name. Clyde, the grandfather, even hiked nine miles to the Cades Cove Ranger Station to inform them of a missing child. And that night, a thunderstorm came in and dumped three inches of rain on the Smokies, which washed out any trails or evidence that could possibly be left behind, telling what happened to Dennis, and the temperature then dipped into the 50s, creating unfavorable conditions for anyone in the woods who was searching or... Or was a six-year-old exposed to the elements? <laughs> yes. <laughs> unfavorable <laughs> to little Dennis. He's just wearing his red... Was it a coat or a shirt? Shirt. Unlucky. So the next day, June 15th, 1969, a search began at 5 a.m. The National Park Service gathered 30 people to begin, which quickly grew to 240 people, and volunteers just continuously stepped streaming in. The party included park rangers, college students, fish, er, firefighters, Boy Scouts, police, and 50 Green Berets. The search was later criticized as having no clear directions or organizational plan. Throughout this day, 2.5 inches of rain fell and there was a dense fog across the area. But this apparently did not deter searchers, as well as helicopters and planes that eventually joined the search. So Dennis's seventh birthday rolled in around on June 20, 20th, six days since he went missing. 800 people were searching at this point, including Air National Guard, U.S. Coast Guard, and National Park Service. And on June 21st, the search finally peaked with around 1,400 searchers. The National Park Service also began to prepare for what they would do upon finding Dennis's body, as he had been in many unfavorable conditions overnight. The number of search hours topped 13,000, and without finding anything of significance, a presumed oversized footprint was found, what was determined that it was most likely not Dennis's, the type of shoe matched Dennis's, but the family said that the print was too big, and the Boy Scouts had previously been searching the area, so they have could have definitely left these yeah. footprints. Another thing was a single sock and shoe found, but it was determined that it was the incorrect type and size. And eventually the search effort began to slow and lose steam as people began to realize that the boy would probably not be found alive. The Martins offered a $5,000 reward for information, which was about equal to $40,436 today. This triggered many calls, including calls from psychics. So what actually happened to Dennis? So they never found the body? There are a variety of theories as to what could have happened to Dennis. His family believes that Dennis was abducted. A man named Harold Key was about seven miles from Spencefield um, on June 14th. 
He recalls hearing a sickening scream and then spotting a disheveled and unkept stranger rushing through the woods. Officials later discounted this claim due to an unsure timeline and distance from Cade's Cove to Spence Field, as it was pretty far away, like right. 9 miles. The FBI was requested to investigate the abduction option regarding the disappearance. They investigated and established the location of, quote, two individuals of questionable reputation. I was about to say, go, go, go search for hooligans. Yes, you know. who could have been in the area where the child disappeared, unquote. But neither of these two people were in the area at the time. Many people kind of got led to believe that he probably got lost and died of exposure since the area is heavily wooded and full of deep ravines. Dennis could have also been eaten or killed by a bear or feral pigs. Years after the disappearance, a ginseng hunter stumbled across a small, presumably child, child skeleton about three miles downhill from Spence Field. He was Ill- illegally removing ginseng from the park, so he neglected to report the sighting immediately. But in 1985, he contacted the National Park Service, and a ranger sent 30 experienced rescuers to search for the skeleton, but they turned up nothing. So not a lot of not, not a lot, lot of, of theories. Well, you found. know, I mean, actually, like a ton of people. I mean, not a lot of people, but like a lot of people go missing, and they're just never found in the national parks. I mean, people, oh yeah, I mean, that's just you know. That's just a big old, you know, black box right there, you know. And that leads to another black box of more outlandish theories, including a cannibalistic feral group of humans who live in the National Park. These feral humans are rumored to not only live in the Smokies, but also other national parks. The Green Berets who joined the search have been speculated by some that their real mission was not to find Dennis, but to search for evidence of these feral humans under the guise of searching for Dennis. Oh, interesting. Which also, what was the... When we were driving, you pointed out that town that was like a big center for UFO sightings. What? Oh, It was like a big government kind of conspiracy Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, duh. Sorry, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Oak Ridge. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to think about that. Yeah. Wait, were you doing what? I just couldn't remember what it was. Oh, okay. Oak Ridge. Okay. So some of these theories have spawned from a reported wild man seen in the mountains. It was first spotted in 1877 by gold miners of the Cladwell Company in North Carolina. These men reported a peculiar specimen of humanity standing at 6'5", covered in long dark hair, and moved as fast as a deer. They tracked him through a cave scattered with animal bones. Hundreds of other sightings were reported across the U.S. during the Civil War of this wild man. This included an encounter by four hunters in eastern Tennessee who saw a naked man in the forest. They then tracked this man back to his lair, but was overpowered by the man's brute strength. They returned later with reinforcements, captured the wild man, and sent him to an insane asylum. He reportedly now reposes in comfort, which sounds improbable because in asylums during this time seemed like a terrible place to be. I really like the idea of like, like still like still alive, uh, wild men, you know, like in the hills. Just really shows that some people out there still know how to live, you know. Yeah, and I mean, this whole thing pretty much boils down to like this wild man theory, mostly stemming back to the really like l- poverty around the Appalachian Mountains and like the lack of education in a lot of areas. I mean, okay, but like, like maybe it's a wild man. This sounds horrible, but it's like I've done like I did like a, like a like mission trips to like Appalachia when I you know I was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's it gets blurred. In terms of, like, 
are you just kind of like living off the land, subsisting in a hut, you know? And you see this way that some people are like, oh, happily living, you know? Mostly yeah. just kind of farming off the land and hunting and, yeah, and maybe they go get a few things from Walmart for 10 bucks, you know, every few weeks. But it's like, they're not that far from being just like off the grid. Well, I you mean, know? that was, I'm reading... That and especially in that area, in, yeah. in, in that I mean, I feel like regionally too, you know. So it's like you kind of you kind of look at people like that who are like still on the grid. You know, they pay taxes, they probably have cell phones, but like you you, you know you see that they're definitely in, in you know living well in circumstances that are not exactly this overly expensive apartment. You yeah. know, and then well, you think about like how far is like how how far of a walk is it from that to just being just. A man of the hills. That's the thing that I'm reading about in that, like, Grandma Gatewood's walk or whatever. They're talking about, like, the Appalachian Trail was such, like, kind of a crazy thing, at least when this was, like, kind of taking place in, like, the 50s. Half of the population or, like, a third of the population of the United States lived within two hours of the Appalachian Trail or within, Mm -hmm. like, so many miles where... Like, no one lived. Other people that were living there were living in very much, like, underdeveloped conditions, which would be pretty normal in a lot of other areas. But, like, you're within miles of D.C., of, like, Nashville, of Atlanta, of New York City at some point. Like, the most, like, highly populated areas this side of the country. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just just interesting. Very interesting. Which is, like, another thing that's just, like... The nomadic kind of like substance lifestyle is very frowned upon in a way now, which sucks because yeah. I feel like it sounds fun. It's, it sounds like a good gig, you know. Don't ever nice. don't have to deal with Mark Ruffalo telling you what religion you are now. <laughs> you know. Poor Mark Ruffalo, he was just the first man that popped into my head. <laughs> no, nah, fuck him. No, <laughs> I got into a deep dive too the other day on <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Well, he apparently is not very good at, like, keeping his trap shut about movies he's in because he's had a few incidents where he does drop some little spoilers on talk shows about, like, the movie season. Like these Marvel movies or what? Yeah. I don't know. Like, that would actually be kind of (laughs) hard to not, like, talk about it. Yeah, I feel like it's just getting annoying now because it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, like... Next, Hulk is going to kiss the Red Witch, you know, and we're just like, okay, you know. I've totally you're lost gonna, it. You're like going to make a, you're making another movie. Okay. Exactly. Like, there's, like, there's, like, like a, there's like a new Ant-Man out, I, I guess. I was reading something and apparently it's going to like, they're like, it's going to break box office records. And I'm like, the past five Havocs? Like, what do you mean? I, yeah, I, well, I mean... I don't know. The whole, I, like, I, I metaverse just, just thing is, like, lost on me. I can't... Im- oh, no. I mean, they, they use the word quantum mania, which to me just means you have lost all touch with reality, you know? And you need well, to stop is. making these movies immediately. Like, they just keep making money. They're going to keep doing it. I, I don't know anyone who still watches these. Well, you know? I'm... Really sorry, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't mean that at all. She's gonna. She's. I live under she's, the. She's I live not under one the, of my loyal like free listeners. I know. So I'm sorry. I, I mean, I live under a rock. I listen to the to the radio and, and you know look at people who will, like wear sixty pairs of shorts on, online. So I'm I'm not the best evaluator of what's popular in the media. So today we've learned that you need to get news from other sources. That is me, and we need to we need. 
need to curb your fetish of people wearing a bunch of layers. It's not a fetish. I just, you know, I, I, don't know. I, I, I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing people fetish. who know how to live. You know, hmm. I'm just a man. I'm just trying to live. Okay. You know, I'm just trying to drink this Diet Coke and live. Well, that's what some men would say about these wild men, especially the one that they found in West Virginia, Vermont, and Kentucky, where similar encounters of the wild men were seen. Hmm. Similar sightings also occurred in Idaho. They saw the wild man of Camas and was killed by a group in Idaho in 1883. And a group of Nevada citizens gathered to hunt an infuriated demon, which turned out to be a middle-aged man, and then opened fire on him. I do think people need to calm that, like, there's definitely some wild men out there, but, like, before you just shoot some man, you need to consider whether it might just be a guy who, like, just worked too long of a shift at the Chevron station down the road, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> be nice to him. Yeah. Or it's, like, a park ranger who, like, just got done off his, like, trip and is, like, trying to come back to reality and mm-hmm. find his cabin. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so Dennis is still presumed missing. They have not have not made any progress. I heard what I'm about to say. Not confirmed dead. Maybe Dennis is the newest one of the... I feel like these wild men... They probably probably a pretty good lifestyle. They probably kill a couple of pigs. They probably find a campsite. Maybe do like a the hilarious like camp. I don't know, like a like a penny raid. Ha ha! You know, they do some pranks. Who knows? You know, this is like the third time the panty raid has gotten brought up. Really? We have yet to have a panty raid. Yeah, well, you know. Either way, sounds it's like, pretty sad. Yeah. Maybe there's wild men. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, my references, I read an all that's interesting article by Genevieve Carlton, a Crime Wire article by Michelle Short, National Park System Chronological Narrative, which was like the case file on this whole thing, Mm -hmm. 80-some pages. Wow. A lot of people saying that they don't know what happened. The Smokies.com article by John Gullion, and the Southern Highlander article by Luke Manier. Okay. But I was thinking, I talked to you earlier about this this week, that maybe... When I go into these seriously long tangents about Project Bluebeam or other various interests, maybe I'll do like a news kind of slash less serious like mini-sode or like little short briefing in the middle of the week. Okay. And then maybe I'll keep like our segment of like few me inform you on the news, which apparently that's the only news you've been taking in. Uh And then the actual episode. Okay. Just, you know, maybe be on the lookout for a a shorter like 11.5 episode earlier, like later in the week. Okay. We'll see how Looking forward to it. We'll see how it goes. Okay, perfect. I still, I, you know, I put the Instagram up last week and I put the, the Gmail up for any corrections. I have not gotten any, so <laughs> apparently we're doing flawless. I'm going to start, I'm going to start emailing that and just saying some. Researchproject.gmail.com. I'm going to expect a really malicious email from, you know, uh, I'm going to be getting a lot Ratman32 oh. at yahoo.com. Oh, at <laughs> yeah. A lot of people oh, lots of shorts. Still email me on there. I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how to open it, but you know. Well, whenever I like, I know that like I'm signing up for something that's going to send me a bunch of spam emails, but I really want 10% off. I use my old email that I do not have the password for yeah, anymore. Yeah. And I remember last time I checked like a few years ago and I had 25,000 emails. <laughs> All promotions. Mm-hmm. Either way. Thank you for for settling down, listening to my Bluebeam rant. Thank you, everyone. Okay, well, bye-bye. Bye-bye.